want to greet you and say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever this is being heard, whenever that this is being played and ministered through the podcast and everywhere and any place and region that we may be listening or you may be listening to my voice and to these messages. We thank God again for this chance and this opportunity for what you've given us, the chance to give him glory, to give him thanksgiving, to acknowledge him in all our ways that he might direct our path. Amen, amen, thank God, amen. We just wanna say thank God for another chance and opportunity to be before you, to be able to speak a word in your hearing, amen. We bless his name, pray that this is your elder David G. Gallon. We thank you for listening and tuning in. We hope that you're telling somebody, touch somebody else. This thing needs to have a domino effect that it would touch the lives of people. We're here to touch the lives of people interested in saving souls, interested in allowing God's word to be used through us, by us, that would affect somebody that will bring them out of a world of darkness into his marvelous light. And every time that you hear this word or word from God, you have a chance and opportunity for whatever that's going on wrong in your life, whatever tragedy, whatever disappointment, whatever discouragement, whatever mental problem, whatever illness, whatever depression, whatever anxiety, Whatever situation that you may be dealing with, the Lord is always standing near, standing there at the door of your heart, waiting for you to open up and let him in. Don't you want to let him in today? Amen, amen. We invite you to let him in on today and every chance that you get an opportunity. Amen. So we want to pray today on behalf of everyone, all that are sick, all of that are distressed, all that are depressed, all that are abused and used, all that are brokenhearted, and all that may be being deceived, may be lost, may be confused, maybe even have come to the point that you don't even believe there is a God anymore, that you don't even believe that He's a, he exists anymore. You may feel like that you've been forgotten. You may feel like you've been thrown away. You may feel like all of life's circumstances is wearing you down, weighing you down, tearing you down, beating you up, or have beat you up, got you in a depressed situation. Anxiety is causing stress, high blood pressure, and all of the, the above, diabetes, cancer, and all of the more potent diseases that has affected our lives. But I tell you, when you open your eyes, you still have a chance. Every time you open your eyes and you're able to breathe, that's another chance. Yes, Lord. So yes, we want to pray right now. The chance, the opportunity God has given us while we're alive and well right now. Come on, let's go to the throne of grace. Father, God in heaven, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity. First of all, we thank of for the opportunity to thank you and to give you praise, to glorify your holy name, to lift you up, to magnify you. You are a shepherd, Father. We shouldn't have to want for anything when we trust you, believe you, lean and depend on you. You have already given us green pastures all around us. Everything we need is right near us all around us. But because of greed, because of selfishness, and called because of hate and bitterness among one another, love is being distraught in our lives. 
separated, divided, and have not come together like we should. Father, we're praying that you would touch in that manner right now. Somebody listening right now, somebody tuned in all the time listening, Father, always expecting the word from you. And Father, we pray, I myself pray, Father, that your word and your Holy Spirit would guide me and direct me and that you would speak through me, that you would say the thing that you desire for me to say, that you would show me and lead me and guide me in a way like no other. Father, we thank you. We praise you right now that you would touch somebody, Father. Touch somebody within my hearing, their hearing right today that are listening. They may be driving along the road. They may be sitting in their homes. They may be in the stores. Wherever the place they may be, being able to hear this message. Father, they need to turn around in their lives. But they're masking their lives with things all around them, trying to fool themselves as if everything is all right. Trying to take upon all of the pleasures and excitement of the world to mask the hurt, the pain, the devastation in their lives, the loss, the abuse of whatever that they've experienced. And Father, we pray, Father, no matter who the person is, no matter what position they hold, no matter where they are, everybody has been wounded, has been hurt, have been touched, have been afflicted by something or someone or some situation. And they need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need to know and recognize that we cannot make it without you. Father, we can't do anything without you. You've already set a plan of salvation in place. You already set a way of escape in place. All we have to do is operate in obedience and faith according to your word, your will, and your way, that we would repent and seek your face. Father, we thank you right now. We cry out to you. Turn from my wicked ways and hear from you, Father, and hear from you, and you would heal our lands. You would heal our lives. You would heal everything around us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the chance again. Thank you for this opportunity. Touch the listeners right now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, Father. That it would have an effect on the hearers, Father, right now. Right now, Father. Don't just let them tune in, Father, for entertainment's sake or, or just to hear words that's being said but not acknowledging those words in their lives. But let the words that come from my mouth, my lips, impact them, infect them, and affect them in a way like never before. Every time they hear a word from you, every time they hear your words being repeated, being quoted, being directed to their lives, that it was sent a healing and deliverance, sent a change, sent an effect right now in the name of Jesus. Father, touch right now. Touch right now. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how big of a house they have. I don't care what position they hold. I don't care what area they're in. I don't care how poor they are. I don't care how, how lost they are. I don't care if they're homeless. If they hear a word, whenever they hear a word from you, Father, that the power of the Holy Spirit would affect right now, impact, convict, convince right now in the name of Jesus. Change lives. God, and we know that you can. And we know that you've given people a free will choice to choose ye this day whom they shall serve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for giving us another chance. Thank you for blessing our lives every day that you allow us to awake and see and breathe. We shouldn't count it lightly. We should always be thankful. We should always be grateful. We should all acknowledge the Lord in every way, in all our ways. Realizing and recognizing that you are the God of everything. You are the creator of all things. You have the answer to everything, all things, anything, whether it be sickness, whether it be financial issues, whether it be a mental issue, whatever it is, whether it be a heart issue, Father, we thank you. Whether it be a mind issue, thank you right now, Jesus. Thank you right now. 
Thank you, Jesus. Touch right now, Jesus. Touch right now, Jesus. Touch right now, Jesus. Father, the weight of this world and the destruction of man of himself is rapidly running wild right now, Father. And he must recognize what's going on that he might turn from his wicked way, Father, and seek your face, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. We praise you, Lord. We lift you up. We magnify your holy name. We magnify your holy name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, let this broadcast, let this ministry, let it have your anointing, your spirit covering it, your spirit moving it, your spirit spreading it. Father, let it be done by your will, for your purpose, and for your glory, that you get the glory, that you be lifted up in Jesus' name. We thank you. We say amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank God for another day. Another beautiful day that he has made. We're thankful. We pray that you would rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. And amen. Good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord to all. We thank God again for being here in your hearing that you are listening today and hope and pray that what God would have us to say to you, that it would touch you, that it would touch your life, that it would cause you to think, that it would cause you to realize. Doesn't matter what your status is. Doesn't, doesn't matter what you own. Doesn't matter what you've obtained. Doesn't matter what you have accumulated. That with, without you, they don't have anything. We don't have anything. Because one day, that's one thing that is promised for us, to us. And one day we got to leave this old world. We got to die and leave this place. Leave this place for another place. Whether it be in heaven and glory with you. Or in that place called Hades. Where there's condemnation and damnation forever. We have a choice. All we have to do is choose. Choose right now. What? Do you desire for your life right now? All right, good morning. Our message will be coming from the book of 1 John, chapter 2, and verse 16. We want to deal with you on something. And when we read this verse, we will tell you exactly what we're speaking on. Amen. Today, in the book of 1 John, chapter 2, verse 16. Hallelujah. And you need to hear this very clearly. Amen and amen. All right, here it says, For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. But from the world. That's what he says. This is this passage here is about not loving the world. And but my subject here is something that really ties in with the whole thing. And the whole thing that I'm speaking on today, hallelujah. I gotta read some other verses here down um in chapter 2 again and I believe it's 45 hallelujah I'll be 15 through 17 yeah we read that uh, uh, 16 let me start with 15 it tells us not to love the world it says do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father. Remember, not from the Father, but from the world. 
Amen. Amen. Don't love the world or things in the world. But what I want to come from is to tell you there are three things that causes man to self-destruct. The destruction of man that's causing him to lose out right now. We read these verses first because it's the stuff in the world. But it starts with something. It starts with something that that we, 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 we don't pay attention to. Hallelujah. We want to go to the book of Galatians chapter 6. We want to show you something there. Amen. Chapter 6 and verse 8, and it says this. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read that again. The one who sows, S-O-W-S, sows to please his sinful nature. This is the Bible saying. From that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. That's the difference. That's the choice we have to sow into ourselves, our nature, hallelujah, or to sow into the spirit of the Lord that we might reap eternal life. And if we bag up to verse 6, and he says this, anyone who received instruction in the word, the word, must share all good things with his instructor. He says, do not be, de be deceived. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. A man reaps what he sows. And here you're looking at the example here. You're looking at the warning. You're looking at what he says here. That the one who sows to his nature, the things I mentioned to you before, the lust of the eyes, the flesh, and the pride of life. That what he sows within himself is going to cause him to reap destruction. And so we're looking today in the world. People are gone crazy of pleasurable things in the world. Life of the world. People have gone so crazy that they're denouncing who God is. Whether it be acting and the job, positions, money, these things are causing people to denounce, not recognize, and give God the glory. Because man has feel as though that he don't need God now as long as he have enough money. We look at the world also that he doesn't need God because of education. He thinks because of the books and the teaching and the training that he gets that he doesn't need any instruction from the Lord. But I'm here to tell you, sadly, you are sadly mistaken. You will never be able to make it in this life without God. You will never be able to go through or handle whatever your situation is without God. Matter of fact, you're not handling it right now. You're not doing anything for yourself right now. Why is the people are so arrogant? They think they got it going on when they can't even control life and the breath that they breathe right now. Right now. Right now. And when you read in Galatians, if you back up in chapter 5, he will give you examples of this sinful nature. I've read these before. Going to read them again. 
5 and 19 tells us what they are. And if your life is in the midst of these categories, I've just read you in verse 6, if you don't change them, you're going to reap destruction. As simple as that. So in chapter 5 in the book of Galatians, it says here in verse 19, the acts of the sinful nature, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Debauchery. Idolatry. And witchcraft. Hatred. Discord. Jealousy. Fits of rage. Fits of rage. Selfish ambitions. Dissensions. Factions. And envy. Drunkenness. Yes, drunkenness is there. Orgies. And the like. That means there's much more. He said, I warn you as I did before. I told you this from the beginning. I'm telling you again now. I warn you as I did before. That those who live like this. Listen to me. Those who live like this. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. If your life practices. If your life is in any of these categories and you have not repented of God, he has already said, and if you die without repenting and forgiveness of sin, he said, I warn you as I did before, that those who do this, who live like this, will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says this about how we should live. It gives us instruction as to how we should walk circumspectly in his will for his purpose, not for your own purpose, for him to get the glory. You say, well, why do I have to give God the glory? Well, who created you? Why we? Why you think you don't have to Acknowledge the one that made you. Why you don't find it important to wake up not just Sunday morning because they don't use Sunday morning as a pleasurable day to enjoy all of the foolishness that they're involved in, but he does not get the glory, but he is the one that allowed you to awake this morning. So the allowance of you waking up, you got more important things to do than to give him the glory. Then to give him the glory. Your cookouts, your parties, your ball games, your whatever. You say, well, we ought to be able to have fun and time. God didn't give us a life that we should live a life of fun and activity. He created us that we might worship and praise and glorify him. That's what we are supposed to do. And in the meantime, when verse 22 plays a part in our life, which these are the things, how we should live by what we just mentioned, by the Spirit. Let me go back over here and read this before I read 22. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. We've already gratified that. We've acknowledged that in verse 19. Those things right there. Now, the one who sowed to please the Spirit Plead the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Watch this. In chapter 5 here, in Galatians at verse 22, these are the things that you sow into the spirit right here. He says here, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Love, not lust. Don't get your L's mixed up. Love, not lust. People today mostly 
majority have gotten the L's mixed up. When they think they're looking at somebody and they've made their heart pitter-patter, they think that's love, that's lust. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Joy when things are not going well all the time. Still trusting God in the midst of everything when it's going bad. Peace. Peace when you're trying to be at peace with all men if it be possible. No matter what their attitudes are. No matter how they hate you. No matter how mean they are to you. No matter how many names they call you. No matter how much abuse that they uh, try to put up on you. But you are able to try and find peace. Not only peace with them. You have to find peace within yourself. Peace on the inside. If you ain't got peace on the inside, you can't have peace on the outside. Peace. And then you have to have patience. You have to have patience in waiting on how God worked with you through your situation, through your through the adversities of your life. Patience with other people, with their attitudes, with their negative attitudes, and all of that disgruntledness and all of those things. Patience. And then you have to have kindness. Be kind to everyone, no matter what. Be kind to everyone, no matter what. Goodness. Do good to people as if you would want somebody to do good to you. Faithfulness. Stay consistent and faithful in all of the first things that I just mentioned. Faithful in being obedient to God's word and his commandments. Gentleness. Be gentle when you're impatient with people that may not be uh, in a, uh, able to move quickly or whatever the thing that they need to do quickly, may not be able to forgive quickly or apologize quickly, but be patient. Be gentle at how you handle them and have self-control that you don't have a problem with your temper snapping and going off over the one or the first little thing that happens to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what it means to sow to the spirit. And from the spirit will reap eternal life. We will reap eternal life. Life. And he tells us in verse 9, let us not, of chapter 6 and verse 9 of Galatians, let us not become weary in doing good. Don't give up on doing good. Don't give up on doing the right thing. Don't, do, don't give up on the truth. Don't give up on honesty. Don't give up on love. Don't, don't give up on kindness. Don't give up on patience. Don't give up on peace. Don't give up on faithfulness. Don't give up on self-control. At the proper time, we will reap harvest if we do not give up. If we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, see, every time the opportunity comes to be, to, to operate, let me say it this way, to operate in the fruit of the spirit, you need to allow that to take place. But if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, then you're going to have a problem to operate in the spirit. This is why Jesus told us that we had to be born again. This is why the baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, that you might receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, to be able to receive the power to be able to come on you, work within you, work in your heart as you allow him to come in to work with you, to guide you and direct you, that you might be able to have the patience, the fruit of the Spirit to operate in your life when you come upon people that are not there yet. Or when you come upon situations in your life. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. All people. All people that doesn't have any color on it. All people. Everybody. He says, especially, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Do good to all. 
Do, do good to everyone. Don't care if they don't like you, still do good. Don't care if they can't stand you, still good, do good. Because they got to they gotta stand in judgment for that on their own. You see, I was asking the question last night, just conversating with my wife. I'm saying, and I think I may have mentioned this before in the other message that I've talked on, spoke on, ministered. Why can't we just do what's right? Why? It's the flesh. Why? We can't just do right by one another. I don't care what we think, how we feel, how we might try to fix things. Right, truth, honesty that God has planted is always going to be that. No matter what we do, right still going to be right. If you decide to do wrong, go wrong, go the wrong way, that doesn't change right. That doesn't change truth. God's word is right and it's truth. It's true. No matter what we try to figure out, try to change and mix up, it's still going to be right. When we're done with it, his word is still going to be right. No matter if we say that we don't believe him or we don't trust him or, 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 or we're mad at him or angry or it's not working and we haven't seen anything happen on our time, on our at the time that we think it ought to happen, doesn't matter what we think, how we, it's still going to be right. It's going to be re right regardless. No matter what laws the government makes to make people feel good, to compromise, you know, uh, 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 righteousness against the commandment of God and change laws and, and to fit their purposes and their ways and means. It doesn't matter how many laws you fix and change and do that. It doesn't matter who's in office, whatever they is. If they don't have the fear of God living righteously for God, then it's still not going to change right. Not going to change right. You're not going to change right. I'm not going to change right. We can't change. We can't change. You can do wrong. Because all you be doing, just be doing wrong. Going the wrong way. Down a bad road of destruction. But you will never change what's right. Never. The Bible is right. No matter what nobody say all over the world. What they think. How they feel. The Bible will still be right. The Bible still be right. It doesn't matter what everybody else think. It will still be right. Hallelujah. No matter how we feel about things, how we come up with uh, ways to try to change or compromise and make it fit our situation for what we want, it's still going to be right. It's still going to be right. No matter how we try to mix it, turn it around, his word's still going to be right. He said, well, Pastor, why you keep saying that? Because those scriptures that I gave you, and I know that some people mind saying, you can't do this, you can't do this. I don't have to. The word taking care of that. I don't have to when the word is taking care of that. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible explains where the dirt come from. When you look in the book of Mark, chapter 7, verse 22, have to begin at 20. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, I'm going to have to go on all the way up to 17 to bring it down to 22 in order for you to have a good clarification of what I'm telling you today. Mark chapter 7, verse 17. He says, after he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciple asked him about his uh, this parable. And they say, are you so dull, he asked? Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it doesn't go inside or into his heart, but into his stomach. And then out of his body. So in saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. So he said in 20, he went on to say this. 
This is what I want you to focus on. He says, what comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within, out of men's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly, which is foolishness. He says, all these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. You see, when you got a dirty heart, a dark heart, you say, well, how can that be? You know how that can be? The reason being because of the disobedience by Adam and Eve. Because the Lord let him know the day that you partake of this fruit of knowledge of good and evil, good and evil, you will surely die, which means you will surely separate yourself from me in the relationship. Now you will open your eyes to a world that you never knew before. And now you're going to allow your heart to receive things and accepting that you never understood before. So people says, I love you with all my heart. You might need to rephrase that. The only somebody you're supposed to love with all your heart and brothers and sisters, you need to hear this. The only somebody you need to love with all your heart is God. The Bible tells us in his main commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your mind, with all your strength. Then he tells you to love your neighbor like you love yourself. You see, you love God with all your heart and you love people from your heart. But you can't love people from your heart until that heart is changed from a world of darkness that I've just mentioned. And those things have to be purified, have to be cleansed through the salvation and the blood of Jesus. Let me go back and read it again. He says, he went on to tell, he said, what comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. Stuff come out of his mouth, foul language, all that stupid, ignorant stuff that he's saying. That's what's in his heart. The meanness, the hatred that's in him. That's what's in his heart. So, okay, you, you say, well, why do you say that, brother? Pastor, he said, in verse 29, he said, for from within, um, out of men's hearts come evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. So, well, how does he know this? Well, if you read the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, where he talks about his word is power and sharper than any double-edged God, he knows, he knows, he knows the thoughts and the intents of the heart and the mind. The, the spirit of God already knows. You don't even know, but he knows already. So what comes out of a man is what makes a man unclean. That's his heart. A dirty, dark, black heart. Evil thoughts. And this is why the sexual immorality is the thing that our practice, people are practicing today because that's what's in their heart. You know why they're acting out all of these uh, sexual uh, obscurities that not uh, that is not of God because that's what's in their heart. That's not what God planted in him. That's that sinful nature that's in their heart that they're catering to. So all of these performances and acts and lifestyle that they're living and that they're practicing is coming from their heart. Their dirty heart that means they're darkened and it needs to be cleaned. You can't tell me that. I'm telling you this because I'm reading it right here. For from within is what? Sexual immorality, theft, stealing, murder, killing, adultery, married but want every other woman and every other man along the way. Or marrying and remarrying into marriage and marriage after marriage and marriage is adultery. It doesn't matter. I don't know, no matter how many of us have tried it and gone through it, it's still wrong. It's still adultery. It's still adultery. Like I told, that's when I said right is right. So what God's word is right and true. So what I'm speaking and preaching right now, ministering to you, this is his word is right. Whether we like it or not, it's right. And if we are living in these categories, we're going to have to repent. 
going to have to repent and turn. I don't care if you've been going to church 40, 40 years, 50, 60 years, all your life, ever since a child. You still have a fleshly heart that can be dirty and black and have these evil thoughts that have never been cleansed. Because if you've never repented, you've never felt guilty, you've never felt the darkness, the blackness, or you've never seen it and realized what's inside of you, this is why we have to evaluate ourselves. Look in the mirror and evaluate ourselves. And you will see. You will see exactly what I'm talking about here. So sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed. This world is not lacking resources that it needs. It's all because of the greed. You're wondering why the hurricanes and the storms and the fires and all of the things are happening because of these things that are happening in people's lives that they won't repent for. And all God is doing is allowing these to happen and sending us warning after warning after warning. But yet, we rather enjoy the world, I read it from the beginning, rather enjoy the things of the world than enjoy the praise of giving God glory and changing our lives. And we think because we get so many different groups together and put a nice name on it and all that, that's going to make our situation better. No, it will not. The only thing that's going to make anything better with mankind is when he come to the conclusion that he is of a sinful nature and he has sinned against God and he needs to repent and ask for forgiveness of sin. That's the bottom line, no matter what. This ain't about denominational church going on. This is about the word of God. And if every church denomination is not preaching the word of God according to what the Bible is saying, then they are not living up to the truth. That's the bottom line. It's the word that's right. Everything else and everybody else is wrong. The word that's right. The word is right. And it's going to always be right. And we will not be able to change it. We can change things to fit what we want to be comfortable with, but that doesn't, that doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. Hallelujah. What it makes us will make us hypocritical. Make you live a hypocritical life. That's what it'll make you do. So unless you sincere. And you ought to become sincere now. It's time out for this playing games stuff. It's time out for playing games with your life. Don't you realize these things that I'm talking to you today about, your life depends on it. And I'm telling you, it's not, we don't, listen, this little part-time life we live in, you don't get it. When you leave here, there is no second chance. There ain't no starting over. There ain't no getting it right, getting it together. This is the time to get it together right now. It's urgent that you would re recognize this word that's being spoken to you right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 13, verse 13, down to 14, watch this here. Submission, love, love for the day is near. That's where we are right now. Hallelujah. Verse 13 and 13, chapter 13, verse 13. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies, and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy, rather clothe yourselves, listen to this, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify, to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Young men, young women, brothers and sisters, this stuff that you're doing, that you're taking on in your life, that outward appearance that you're caught up in, that's the pride of life. That's arrogance. And the Lord doesn't deal 
with arrogance in his house. Pridefulness, stiff neck, hard hearted, deceitful. It, it does. It, I, I've just told you when you sow into your sinful nature, you will reap destruction. If you haven't reaped it today, if you keep practicing it, eventually it's going to get you. And let me throw this out there. 90% of our sickness and illness that we are experiencing is because of our choices and decisions. Our own choices and decisions. We are our own worst enemy. It ain't nobody outside from us. It's we ourselves. We are our own worst enemy. We are our own worst enemy who we do not. Who we do not adhere to the word of God. He says to clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. That means with the fruit of the spirit that I've mentioned in Galatians chapter 6 and 20. That means when you clothe yourself with Jesus Christ, that means you clothe yourself with love. Right? You clothe yourself with love. With patience. With kindness. With gentleness. With peace. With self-control. All of those things. That's what you do when you clothe yourself with Jesus Christ. But instead, we got hatred, we got bitterness, we got anger, we got all of this stuff that's going on. And then, here's the thing that really, really bothers me. We do all of these things and won't repent. And then, show up at church on whatever day you go. Hallelujah. Whatever day you go. And you think everything's supposed to be all right in the eyes of the Lord. Not so. Not so. I told you in Galatians 6 and 22 that this, this is the way that you clothe yourself with Jesus Christ, with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That that's how you do that. If you don't abide by it and don't obey it, that doesn't mean it changes. If you don't follow it and all that, that doesn't mean it changes. That just means that you're heading on a road of self-destruction and you don't even realize it. And if you lose your life in the midst of that, on that road, no need, no need to think that you're going to be in a place with the Lord if you lose your life with these things right here that he just said not to do. He's already warned you that he will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what's the other opposite play from the kingdom of God? You know what it is. Hell. Hell. And damnation. And the lake of fire. That's what it is. And it's real. Anybody believe it's not real? They've been deceived. They are being deceived. Now, every man has been given a measure of faith. And in order for that, that measure of faith that God has put in every man to increase, it has to increase in God's word. Because the Bible lets me know that faith comes by hearing. That's the increasing of your faith. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, what makes faith and hearing God's word to increase and makes it all, all, all the more potent is when you apply it and when you do it and when you live it and when you act on it. Can't just hear it, can't just see it, and don't do it. You got to put it all together. You got to put it all together. It's not rocket science. What I'm talking about this morning is not, it's, it's not confusing. It's not confusing to you. And if, if your flesh is rejecting it right now, well, that's a good sign to let you know you really need some working on. If your flesh is, is rejecting what I'm talking about this morning, if it's finding every excuse not to hear what I'm saying or try to call me in any kind of ways and name to me to, to dodge what I'm saying, it's not me that you're hurting. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. You see, I got to live by this too. 
I'm not exempt from God's word, not living according to this. I got to live by this as well. No speaker, no minister, no pastor, no one that speak God's word because he's speaking it is exempt from God's word. No, he is not. No, he is not. Let me let you know that. He is not. He's not exempt from it. And he can't escape either. So no one on this earth, when it comes to God's word and destruction and damnation, will not escape. Will not escape. You will not escape. You will not escape. You can go about living your everyday routine, enjoying your life through all of the worldly things and all that, but I promise you, you will not escape. And when you get to the grave, you know what the sad part about? You can't come tell nobody. And nobody can't come find out about you either. So we won't know what's going on, nobody but you. See, the one thing we have to understand in this, in this process that deals with salvation, I'm coming to a close. That we have a choice to make. And the choosing of the choice that we make is on us. Ain't on nobody else. Every man got to see the Lord in his final destination for himself. For himself. Brief prayer as I go out. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you right now. Thank you for your word. Let it touch, let it impact somebody's life. That they realize it's the heart that needs cleaning up from the inside. We praise you, we lift you up, we magnify your name, we give you glory, we give you thanksgiving. We acknowledge you in every way. We praise you evermore in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Salah. You've been listening to Focus to Change, radio broadcast, and podcast ministries. Please join us next Sunday, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock a.m. And if you make the choice, Jesus will make the change. God bless you.